Welcome to the Manifesting Runner podcast. I'm your host, Florencia Mena. Meditation not only happens when we light candles or incense and sit cross-legged. No matter if I run in the treadmill or in the street, I just zone in and get my brightest ideas, cleanse my deepest fears, and even shed some tears in my one-on-one reflections. Today, I want to invite you to join me to take our Zen out for a run and together turn each stride, breath, and heartbeat into natural tools for clarity, reflection, exploration, and mindfulness, so we can manifest the life of our dreams while getting our miles in. Thank you for being here. Hello guys, this is Florencia, your hostess, and this is The Manifesting Runner. Today is Sunday, and I just wanted to make a reflection on how important it is for me running. During these days in which I haven't been able to go for a run, I really miss it. I really miss that moment of the day in which I am just connected with myself and I'm connected with everything related to me. Though I meditate and I exercise here at home, I definitely feel in my body the lack of my miles my kilometers getting in and my meditation on my head the first time that I decided to go for a run was around when I was around 20 25 years old and was after a breakup one of the most important breakups that I've ever had in my life uh, was was with someone that I was going to get married and it was a very difficult and negative, toxic relationship. And I remember that that day I decided to go out for a run, a 30 minutes run. I didn't use any, you know, any watch. Oh, we're talking about, you know, early 2000s. So, I, you know, I didn't know anything related to watches or how to, what, how much was I running. I just needed to run. I was in touch with running since I was a little girl. I watched my dad several times during my years going out for a run. And he ran with such ease. And I remember him just enjoying it. I remember his... His body was so lean, so tall, and so strong, and I remember that. I remember how I heard his footsteps coming in and out of the house when he went out for his morning jog at 5 a.m. And the day that I remember that I started running was 4 a.m. 4 a.m., guys. I used to live in a residential area in downtown San Jose, Costa Rica. And um, I just went for a run. I didn't care if there were crooks or anything. I just remember I went for a run. And I, it was so relieving. It was so relaxing. And that's why I love it. I stopped running maybe, you know, once in a while I went for a jog. Because it was so relaxing. It was so empowering for me. Even if it was just jogging or or I, I I didn't really consider it running it was more of a jog but it was so nice and it was so mentally relieving and during this past year which was one of my hardest years <laughs> when it comes to 
decision making. And it was one of the best. I mean, it was one of the hardest, but not the worst. It was hard, good. Hard because I realized how many things I needed to fix about myself and that became a burden. I felt really embarrassed about how many errors I needed to undo. I was not single anymore. I have been married for almost 10 years and... Uh, You know, it's not funny when you start realizing so many things about yourself. And that's where beliefs come into play. I started believing so many lies about me, about the type of person that I th I thought I was and I wasn't. I, I, I thought that I was lying to myself. I thought that the person that was going to corporate to work every single day was really a lie versus the person that I was really showing up in my house. My money was not, you know, making it through end of the month. My husband is so organized with money and I was so ashamed. You know, I never, my husband is super, um, he's very respectful when it comes to money and he doesn't ask me anything. He, he respects everything related to me. You know, and... When it comes to money matters and, and things related to your family, there are things that we oftentimes don't process well. And that's where our belief system starts building up these limiting beliefs. Well, these beliefs that become limiting, you know, because beliefs are just that, beliefs that they, we just learn them. Uh, and they are the, the voice of our ancestors trying to help us survive. So I have to say that when I started running for like the way that I run now as my main sport, um, it was a moment where my body was really sick. I was really dealing with many things. I had, um, I had a problem in my uterus. I had fibroids, so I, I bled like crazy. It was really terrible situation every time that I had my period. And I also had anemia. I had asthma. I had allergies. It was so many things that I had to deal with. And still, I, I made so many, you know, I ran so many races. And I, I have to say that though I loved running, I was not putting the best intention ever. My intentions were focused more on proving all of the people outside me that I was able to do something amazing and amazing because for some people that is just incredible you know five kilometers and I was one of those people that has said well you know five kilometers and then you know you you don't just run one five kilometers you have to run 10 or 15 races of five kilometers and then go to the 10k and 15k and then 21k I was never appealed to to marathons however um you know those are the feelings and the the beliefs that start uh putting weight in our body and if you don't know this our body's uh symptoms are just a reflection of our deeper cause it there is a saying that uh, that says um, what your 
your body cries what your mind hides. So everything that is hidden inside of us that we have not taken out, that trash that we're just hitting in the corner that is smelly as, I'm going to say shit because it is, smelly as shit and you just want to avoid by putting some air freshener and putting some roses and beautiful settings around it it always going to smell there is a beautiful analogy that my husband gave me that it it has built this entire oh, path of self-discovery and health and I, 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 I will always be you know so appreciative and grateful with him for giving me this analogy this metaphor we are a house and in this house we are manor we have big beautiful rooms and we are born with this beautiful clean house with a one single room that's our reality right there when we are kids and our as our experiences start coming up and our relationships and our learnings start coming different rooms of different moments in our lives are going to start building in that house and in those rooms you're going to have a special learning a special experience a special moment that you're going to guard forever but then there's always this room which is the blood room it's a room that guards dark secrets. It could be one, it could be many, but there's always this blood room. And for every person, that blood room is different. And no matter if it's different than your situation, it's important for that person because that has became, become a burden for that person. It has become a shadow. It has become a pain. And the problem is that we, we start feeling ashamed of that room and we hide it. We hide it. We put some gypsum on it and we just hide it. We put some, um, you know, wood on, the, on anything that can tell someone that that room exists and we just make it part of a wall. A wall that we paint and we make it part of the of the house but that is where all this amount of filthy you know bloody and horrible things happen there was a murder that happened there and that murder was a moment in your life that just you know happened to you and whew, and just gives you a burden forever and sadly, we are not prepared to talk about it until it's too late sometimes. The problem with that room is that we hide it so much that we just forget about that. We think we forget. But from time to time, that room smells. And that smell starts building up as you become an adult and... People start coming more and more to your house and you start dealing with situations that remind you of that room, that bloody room where that murder happened. That was not your fault, 
but it happened. And maybe it was your fault. I don't know. Maybe you think it was your fault. And that room is still there, hidden in your house. Until one day, the blood starts dripping out of walls. And, you know, creepy crawlers start coming out of the wall. And people start asking, what is this all about? You know, you start having a lot of shame of people coming to your life, to your house, talking about certain stuff. People start smelling the filth and the, the everything becoming nasty, you know. Until one day you're alone in your house because you had to take everybody out. And no matter how many hours you run, no matter, no matter how many hours you spend doing a lot of things and pretending that you don't need people in your life, even though it's scary to open up that room again, you need to. You need to, to heal. And that's what happened when I brought my husband to my house. And I started jogging. And I started living with him in my house and then we had to open that room because it was so smelly i was acting up so weird and i was having so many things in my body just coming out of me so many diseases so many hardships you know and my husband is a physician and he's not only a physician he's also an acupuncturist so he was telling me listen there's something else. You have a stagnant, um, you have a stagnant liver. Your emotions are always sad. You know your mindset, everything. There's something that we need to take care of. And even though this whole house thing is figurative, it's not that figurative. I had to open that room, and it was horrible. It was horrible because he was facing so many things that maybe were not my fault. But I didn't deal with them until last year. Literally, last year. So I was, you know, I decided to get out of corp to start my business. And this terrible, you know, economical situation happened because of my financial and... I don't know, management stupidity, maybe. <laughs> and everything has been turning different than I planned, but it took a toll on me um, in my financial, and my debt has been higher than ever. But, you know, money is money. You know, money is just energy. But I was stand energy, so my money was stagnant. I had a stagnant energy of many things, emotional things, and no matter how many kilometers I run, no matter how many half marathons, how many 10Ks, 5Ks, no matter how many medals I made, or I'm, I'm sorry, I, I, I got from the races, they were not helping me out until, until I started meditating. I started meditating, I started having clarity, and after that, that it took me around a year finally I got to a point in where I started to clean up my room started taking care 
of my debt. I'm still owing a lot of money. But that's where I'm telling you that manifestation is not only about money. I have money. I, I you know, I have everything I need. I have a house. I have a husband. I have, we have two cars. I have cash. And I am paying my debts. That means that I'm paying because I have money. I'm making more money than I made my entire last year. And it had come from different places that I don't have any control over. So that's the place that I surrender related to money. But when it comes to manifestation, it, w it goes so far beyond money. Money is just some of the energy that is going to come along. But there are so many things that we just miss because we focus on money. And these are the things that matter. Because energy is just how we feel about ourselves. That energy that is going to manifest everything we want, that is going to manifest the health, the wealth, the money, the abundance, the happy times, the happy marriage, you know, all of that comes from one place and that's your self-worth. And that's where I worked. That was and that has been and still is my everyday internal work. So I just wanted to take some time to let you know that's how running and meditation come together. I started running because I wanted to prove so many things that I was so strong when I felt so weak and my body was so weak. And now every running session I am so strong, so clear. I am so damn clear about everything I want. And I get it. I get everything I want and everything I need. There's so many other things that are coming my way that is not the time, probably. But I am confident that I have a God. I have a higher self. I have a universe that supports me. That is going to give me what I need and what I want when it's the time and the place for me to have it. The moment that we abandon ourselves and we surrender, not abandon, we surrender to the fact that we cannot control anything other than what we say and how we act. And not even that. Sometimes we just act subconsciously, inappropriately, right? But that's the game of life. And I love the place that I am right now. And I love the way that I run right now. And I love how I have made to unify my meditation and my running sessions in one. And that's why I'm here. That's why I'm talking to you about the beliefs theories that I'm going to continue tomorrow. That's why I wanted to take this time, this Sunday, to tell you that even though you cannot get for a run, go for a run today or tomorrow or during this quarantine, you can always exercise. You can always walk. You can always clean up your house. And during those times of physical activity, you can always connect. You can always reflect. 
You can always meditate while you're walking, while you're cooking, while you're ironing, while you are in silence in your car, maybe just running a quick errand because you need to go to the supermarket. So instead of focusing on not getting sick, you're going to be focusing on being well. So instead of if you have the pleasure of having a treadmill in your house, instead of saying, I hate this because this is not the street, you will say, I love this because this is what I love to do and I am blessed to have a treadmill in my house. So everything is going to be okay. And creatively, I have to tell you, it's hard maybe to think that while you're running or while you're moving or while you're in a meeting or while you are um, with your kids playing or maybe working, working in your computer, you can be also meditating. You can. You can because meditation, it's on you. Meditation is focusing on what matters, breathing through it and get like get it just going deep inside you is instead of putting on some headphones and you know listening to some music that is there has nothing wrong with it but sometimes music just distracts us from what's going in and during these days we're going to realize how many things we have inside that we don't like or we like about ourselves we can we can know so much about ourselves so let's continue diving deep on these emotions because it, 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 it is worth it. It is worth it to dive deep, to understand, to get clarity, to get connected to yourself. And then when you are going out for a run, the moment that you start getting very concentrated, very meditative, you can even put some headphones because... You know, meditation takes practice. It's not everybody that can make a self-meditation. I don't self-meditate. Don't get me wrong. But I have certain meditations that I love. And just choose the meditations that you love and go with them. I will share some, some meditations that I love about, you know, some practices. And I will share, I will give you a package. I will have a package available for a very affordable price. And you will have also available some meditation practices through this um, podcast. So, you know, you don't need to be the one doing the meditations on your own. That can cause you some stress. But, you know, it's something simple. But it takes practice. I have mine. But it took me like years. <laughs> so it, this is a moment to be kind to ourselves. I just want to tell you that all is going to be well. And that love is always the answer. No matter to what question you have, love is always the answer. That's why I clean up my room every day. Every day that blood room might have some blood, but I clean it up. I don't let it stink anymore. <laughs> So get in touch with that house and identify what is your blood room. And trust me that during those run sessions, you can get a lot out of that blood room on your own. So this is Florencia, your hostess. 
I'll be bringing you tomorrow your episode number five with the fourth emotion that we, or belief, not emotion, belief that we want to tackle in order to get more clarity on how beliefs can um, come between us and getting the best out, out of our running sessions. Thank you so much for joining me today. Happy Sunday and talk to you tomorrow. Bye-bye. I want to hear from you. So get in touch with me through social media, from Facebook and Instagram, through The Manifesting Runner.